attempting to connect. Just possibly the world's greatest radio station. You're listening to the worldwide legend with a million dollars worth of hits from the Steve Nomer Hey Baby Studio. Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe it, Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. He's got the four. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer computer or iPhone. Call the Sports Aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. Tuesday, February 27th. 2024 leap year this year so we have an extra day in february would be on thursday of course and uh, welcome into sports lounge live number 284 for for uh, february 27th i expect i know biggest topics today if i were to guess and we want you guys to participate the hotline is 317-886-1103 or you can come in on zoom we really want call participate on any topic you want but Court Stormy and NCAA tournament expansion, I expect, are going to get a little bit of discussion today. Uh, you guys participate in any of those. But there is other things, too, Chris. There's always NFL news, and there's there baseball is. stuff. There is. First, we'll do a quick report on NASCAR and golf, because, hey, they're actually happening over the weekends, and they're, they're established champions and getting their things going. It's interesting, though. The difference between NASCAR and golf is you see the golfers duck out. Uh, I'll read you a little bit about it. I went to the Globe and found a little story at Mexico Open, but no one was there that we know. It's just a quick story, but NASCAR, they're always there. They're all, they're all running against each other. So in NASCAR, Daniel Suarez beat out uh, Ryan Blaney and Kyle Busch. They came down the stretch in Atlanta to, you know, uh, nose to nose, and uh, and it turned out it was uh, Suarez was second. I mean, Suarez won it. Blaney second. Bush was third. And uh, Suarez is 32 years old, and he's uh, I think he's won. I think it was like his third Cup win. He won at Chevy. And uh, so he's, uh, you know, of course, moved up to the top 10 so far. There was a, there were uh, was a, a 10 caution flag, a 16 car crash on lap two. Not all the cars were knocked out at that point, but boy, that's, that's amazing. 48 lead changes, so crazy race. In golf, um, Jake Knapp won, and he is, um, he's, he was in Mexico Open. He's a rookie, and he had a, uh, a four-shot lead going into the last day, and then it got tied, but then he pulled it back. Back together and he won it. Sammy Balak Balamaki from Finland, second. He's also a rook. And there's a, there was a very thin field. Ten players from Europe uh, earned tour cards, and they were a lot of them were playing. Have had six winners in eight tournaments uh, out of the top, and you know, has it been out of the top 50 that have won? So there's been a lot of upsets. And that means Knapp can now play in the Masters and the PGA. And he's from UCLA already. So there you go. But no, that's just a little on golf and NASCAR. But I no, suspect before, before we leave that, uh, Chris, I think I'm guessing, Pierre, you want to hit on the NASCAR stuff? Yes. Sure. Can you hear me? Can yes, hear I can. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, on the NASCAR uh, part, they all the lower came to the finish line at, at the same time. They're separated by 0.00 seconds. And so they had to go back to uh, to uh, all kind of cameras and everything to even determine the win. That's how close. Wow! Did they? How long did it take them to do that, Pierre? Uh, about about two three minutes. So it was like the old. Remember the photo finishes in horse racing, and they had to wait uh, for <laughs> ten minutes. Remember sometimes before you could find out who won the race. Oh yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah. We know we had uh, our race horses. They have this this light, this mirror with a light shining on it that shines across the track. And and that's how they judge the winner is how close the nose of the horse to that light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's something. No, no it never. That usually you know right at, at the end. You know who's won. I didn't. I didn't hear the race, but I did uh, read that article. So wow. Thanks, Pierre. 
Okay, so the NFL, the Combine is in Indianapolis this week. Bill isn't, but the Combine is. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're, they're uh, you know, and, and basically the top guys are not going to work out, as usual, every year. The top guys, they might have pro days at their schools, but they don't work out for everybody. They'll be there for interviews and to talk to teams, so all that. Uh, one of the big rules that I, I went through the Globe article on Sunday, and, again, I, I recommend the uh, Ben Volan NFL article on Sundays where you can go through and catch up on all your off-season stuff. Uh, they're going to be talking about the uh, kickoff again. The rate was 73% for touchbacks this year. So only four returns uh, for touchdowns this year. So that's uh, something. And the competition committee will be talking about that. The free agency begins as, what, we, as hold usual. Hold on a second, Chris. While we're yep. on that kickoff thing, something yeah. just came across from ESPN, and it says, uh, I'll just read exactly what it says. ESPN, the uh, competition committee is going to consider uh, proposal for the kickoff rule, one of them being the XFL model. What is the XFL model? We know. I don't remember, and I know I liked it when I saw it a couple of years ago, and I don't remember what it was. If Sean knows, he can think, pop in and tell Sean us. Sean must know because he immediately right. put his hand up, so Sean must know right. what the XFL model is. I know they had talked about the where where you would go, like the onside kick would be the 4th and 15th, yeah, yeah. but I think and they, the other one, instead of kicking off, you would automatically start at like the 20 or the 30, I think is what it, but I know, but I do know about the 4th and 15 that the XFL has where you can have the option of an onside kick or the 4th and 15, but I'm trying, but I think it was either the 20 or the 25, they, they just automatically start off, they don't, if they're, if they don't that's kick your goal, off. Though, if that's your goal, though, why would you want to do that? Because if you want more returns, yeah. wouldn't you want to do something to create more returnable kicks? They're, well, the problem yeah, is they're think. fighting. There's two parts of it. They're, they're because everybody wants you know more interest in the return, but they're paranoid about injuries and kick kickoffs because they were bad. So right. this is the two uh, two arguments, and you know they have to sometimes do things for player safety because the players still complain about turf in various part of you know fields and other things that they could be doing. They think and uh, the concussion protocol. We know that's a work in progress because we know it it, it could be unevenly enforced and and doesn't always work the way they hope. So I think that's the issue. I think it's the player safety, and it might be a bone they might throw to the players. And that's why they're doing the on. That's why they're talking about the onside kick thing, the fourth and fifteen, because they say you know very few onside kicks are ever yeah. recovered. And also, real quickly on the combine, I don't know if you got this. Kyle Shanahan and several other coaches are not even going to the combine this year. They're like, hey, yeah. I'm wondering. The yeah. NFL has this big event, and the coaches are like, you know what, players aren't there. Why are we? You know, the big players they have their pro days at their universities. Are we even going? I don't know. Yeah, right. So anyway, free agency starts at, on March 13th at 4, which is the same time it always does. It's just the NCAA is a week later. So this is good. We get a good free agency run during conference tournament week where there's less emphasis on basketball. So we'll be able for two or three days to really focus on what the free agencies are doing because those first two or three days can all often be very interesting. Uh, Caleb Williams is going to be without an agent. His father, Carl, will manage him. Uh, he's originally from D.C., so the theory is that he wants to go to the commander. Uh, so we'll see about that. Uh, and the players association, players association wants pay players to be able to bet on sports, other sports in the facilities for the NFL, which I think makes sense. I mean, what's a baseball game or a basketball game got to do with what's going on in the facility? If you get information in the facility and you bet, that's another thing. So if it's your sport, I don't know what the other leagues do in baseball and basketball and stuff, whether you can bet on the facility on other sports, but I think it makes sense. I don't think that would be a problem. Uh, and uh, let's see. And I would, t- I would for- tend to agree with that. Sean, do you want to talk about betting for just a second? Sure, he does. He loves to talk and about betting. Well, remember, this all came back because who was it? A couple of players were be- busted because when you're on the road with the team and you're t- in your hotel room, on that's considered the team facility. So right. that's where this came from. Yeah, They've cut the penalty down from six to two games for it now. So they've already done that. Yeah. The salary cap went up. Amazing. What did Rick say? Nobody's in salary cap jail. They just figure it out because what they're doing, they're using it like a credit card. You know how people will uh, say, I'll pay pay it next week. I'll pay it next month. I'll pay it next year. And it always goes up and you always, your credit limit goes up. That's what they're getting. 255.4 million. It's up 13.6%. 
the biggest jump they ever had, 30.6 million, and 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 the big increase uh, because of media revenue and money. I didn't quite understand this, but money paid. There was a fund that was set aside for everybody because of COVID, and that money has gone back into the pot now because it was set aside for players. Maybe if games weren't played, or they'd still get paid. That's, but that's, that's over. correct. So, that is correct. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's done. And, uh, you know, uh, let's see. Uh, T. Higgins is the first franchise player. And if anybody has heard of any others, let me know. The first franchise player by the Bengals uh, yesterday. That came across. And Elliot Wolf is going to be the uh, – he's the director of scouting for the Patriots. He's Ron Wolf's son that used to run the Packers. And he is going to be the spokesman for the draft. So he's going to make the calls for the draft. So he's not being called a GM. He's still the director of scouting, but he has that responsibility. Each team has to designate somebody who does that because you it's like a trivia team. You have to have a captain. So, you know, that's what's going with him. But we can so, still boo Roger Goodell draft. We can, and, you know. And, 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 they, they, and they, do, they do. They do all the time. Detroit, yeah, they'll probably boo them for whatever reason. Sure. Yeah. There's probably something they're mad about. Like, oh, they got to bring it to Foxborough sometime, see how that goes. I think, anyway, people, uh, <laughs> I think Chris, people just boo him because they can. I don't even know that they need a reason to. They just yeah. And he's gotten to the point, I don't know if you've heard him the past couple of years, he's just gotten to the point where now he just kind of laughs it off. Yeah, sure. Well, no, the other thing, too, is uh, they, they got stuff here. I mean, they, they're still sure. mad about uh, Deflategate. So, you know, they, they'd boo him. It'd be, it'd be fine. They should come here. They could, they we could be, take it to St. Louis, too. They would have reasons to boo him. They would, but it's never going there because the league's not there. So that'll be it. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, we, that's it for the NFL that I have. Anybody got anything other than that so that we can uh, uh, move no, to baseball? Uh, did you get the fact that Derek Carr uh, redid his contract to save the Saints about Twenty-three million in cap space. Oh, good. just like Tom Brady. Okay, what would Tom do? He says, "All right, that's that's good." And um, so that that's a good thing. But again, uh, people aren't in cap jail anymore, so you know they, they've all got extra money to spend. Baseball, and I went into the Globe and got this a nice article from Chad Finn that's still there. If you want to read about it, WEI crew is set for the Red Sox. Uh, Joe will do mostly home games. Joe Castiglione. He'll be inducted in July into the Hall of Fame. And you had a little story about Rich Hill. Uh, why don't you talk about that, Perry? Yeah, Rich Hill. He was on with uh, Mike Farron and, and Jim Duquette, which, by the way, the MLB Radio Spring Training Tour started yesterday. So if you enjoy hearing the spring training stops, they normally air at 5 and 7 Eastern, generally. So if you want to hear any of that, go to 89 on Sirius XM. But, yes, Rich Hill was on, and he is going to – Possibly hook on with a team later this season. Right now, he's coaching his son's uh, Little League team. His son's in his last year of Little League, and he said he wanted to be involved with that. And he is going to do some spring training game with Red Sox radio. So, uh, and, and, we, and if you've ever heard Rich Hill, he is a very intelligent guy, a very great guy, respected mm -hmm. by every organization he's ever been with. So he'll do well with that. Yeah, he's from Milton, Massachusetts, and as I mentioned before, his father uh, coached my daughter in tennis at uh, Quincy High, so there you go. And uh, she liked him, and, uh, you know, his, he, his father died a few months ago. That's her boss uh, we'll, with fame. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's, oh, yeah, that's right. That's uh, so far, so far. You know, you know uh, my other daughter had uh, Ben Roethlisberger's uh, motorcycle was towed away by the guy she was going out <laughs> with uh, when he had that accident, so that's the best she could do. And, and by the uh, way, we'll, in case you care, Chris, the Red Sox, uh, tied today at three. Right, it just got. It was three to two. I was hoping they could hang on. I almost said I'm going to skip the show and say, no. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm not going to do. You know the the bummer is on a home, home opener May April 9th. It's a two ten. Come on, couldn't you guys have started at one o'clock? Maybe the show would you know up be the middle of the show. But we'll do what we have to do. Will Fleming is going to do about 140 games. Uh, no new announcer. Remember they had thrown that ad out there. You know, and they uh, they were maybe afraid that something was going to happen with his contract. And he did apply for the Tigers and White Sox TV gigs, and he was a finalist for the White Sox. How could you pick whoever that other guy was? I, I mean, I've never heard him, but I, how could he be better than Lou Fleming? I would I would agree with that. Uh, for those who don't know this, Shrimpin, I think is how you he does stuff with ESPN during the winter, uh, basketball. And, yeah. Uh, I don't think he does the any of the top flight ball games. So that might tell you something, but uh, yeah, I would have picked Will Fleming too. 
Yeah, well, they, uh, good for, you know, Will being able to stay out there. That's a bad organization. Just it, it's going nowhere. So I'm glad he doesn't. And he, they probably didn't offer him the money he wanted. And, and I'm not saying it's not that Chad Finn said he was offered it, but he was a finalist. But whatever they did, thank God I mean, he's going to be here. But we'll, Maloney, get to, we'll, we'll get to it, of course, in a minute. But uh, the Orioles actually did something smart. Yes. Yeah, uh, Lou Merloni will do uh, 70 games uh, for EEI and, of course, a bunch of his work with Nesson, so he'll be involved. Sean McDonough, about 20 games, a bit uh, less than last year, but, you know, he'll, he's not doing any, uh, you know, spring training stuff, uh, but he will be involved with that. Um, Eric Hosmer retired this week. He had been with Kansas City, and he won the World Series with them, of course, in uh, 2015. Uh, signed eight for uh, eight for. Uh, San Diego, eight-year deal for San Diego, but that didn't work out at all. Worth $144 million, so the Padres are paying him for the next two years. So they even even though he retired, he's still getting paid? Yes. Remember, oh. everything. Remember, baseball contracts are 100% guaranteed. Okay, even if you retire. Wow. Okay. Yep. The, uh, you know, so and, of course, he left San Diego. He was with the Red Sox. He was with the Cubs and so forth. He left San Diego quite a few years ago. Now, you know, uh, now that you mention that, Chris, it might be that that contract is guaranteed because he did not re- retire as a Padre. He ah. retired after the Cubs. So I wonder if that part of the issue there. Okay. This is something I know Sean will want to weigh in on. ESPN, and it's baseball. Unbelievable. Sean does that one. So ESPN.com had the five areas uh, for expansion, uh, the top, and I guess just talking to baseball people, thinking about what uh, Manfred and some of the others might think. Number one is the Austin-San Antonio entry. You know, where exactly it would be, Sean could tell us about that. Uh, and the Ryans might buy, you know, knowing Ryan and his family might buy that team. Number two, Nashville. Three, Salt Lake City. Four Charlotte and five Portland, and uh, they've had rumors about the A's being sold to, uh, you know, uh, the owner of the Utah Jazz. Uh, so that could happen, but who knows? And I'm still hearing. I read an article just yesterday, uh, and we'll we'll go in order that we get him. Dick, you're going to be first, and Sean, I'll get to you right after right after Dick. But um, the what I have heard is it's still going to be Nashville. And Salt Lake, those are the leaders in the clubhouse at this point. Dick, go ahead, okay. and then Sean, you're going to be up right after Dick is done. Hello, boy. Hey, Dick. Hey. Well, okay, a couple of things. Uh, Ryan Thorpe, I'm sure he hired that other guy to be the announcer because he came cheap. Yeah, I, I, I would bet you're right, Dick. I would yeah. bet you're right. <laughs> Ryan Thorpe wants the state of Illinois to build the stadium for him for the price of $1 billion. And if they don't do it, he's going to sell the team. And he said uh, he'll, he's sure he can get a better price for a team. Uh, for someone outside of Chicago who wants to move it. You know, the hell with him. Let him go. I, 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 <laughs> wasn't I, I wasn't he, Dick, uh, in uh, uh, Springfield last week trying to woo the legislators down there about the stadium thing? Yes, he was, and he didn't get too far either. They, they didn't really come in. <laughs> Um, hey, uh, Perry, how's the weather there for, by you? Well, you're not going to like what's coming your way. We started at 66 <laughs> this morning. We're down into the 40s now. We're down to 10 degrees tonight, so you're not going to like that. Ooh, yeah, we're supposed <laughs> to get snow and you know, rain. I'm worried about ice storm. I'll have a total ice skating rink out there. Oh, oh, luckily, wow. we're not getting that. We have had such a mild, I mean, not mild, mild warmth-wise, but Logan Airport has not had four or more inches of snow in over two years. That is amazing. Let's, all right. okay, Sean, you want to talk but about Sean this? Yeah. Go ahead, well, a lot, all right. A lot of this with uh, San Antonio and Austin, I think, is the, the dispute between the two cities. This is why it may hurt them, because San Antonio, they want it downtown San Antonio. Major League Baseball would like it somewhere to where both cities could access it easily. Also, San Antonio had a deal, and this is what, happened with the Raiders, Why? how Vegas came in the picture, plus Vegas gave them Spurs Sports and Entertainment want to own a baseball team or a football team if it comes into San Antonio. Now, San Antonio, the city did just, uh, the University of Texas, San Antonio, they have something called the Institute of Texan Cultures. They were, they approved that San Antonio, the city of San Antonio has the right to either buy or lease the land where the Institute of Texan Cultures is, possibly for a new Spurs arena or a baseball arena. But if it goes in Austin, it would be east of town. You got the Formula One track, you got Tesla out there, you got uh, the airport. And you got the, uh, like I said, it's on a toll road that goes right to San Antonio to bypass Interstate 35. So 
Austin, if, if the city or the county would do it, I think that's where the Nolan Ryan thing, but it could be the competition between the two cities because San Antonio doesn't like being linked with Austin because if you remember last year, the Spurs played two games in Austin. They're going to play two games in Austin this year, and they're like, they're trying to steal our team from us. Austin is those big capital, and Austin has more of the corporate, but San Antonio is like, we've had a pro team, you know, but that's where you got the pluses and minus on that. That's where you think it may be Nashville and Salt Lake because you would have well, the bickering between San Antonio and Austin. Well, Nashville is is going to be one of them. I think that's – I would be shocked if Nashville were not one of them. And then um, I had not heard much about Salt Lake until this last year. I had heard Portland and Charlotte, some of those areas, but I had never heard that much about Salt Lake. Now, Robert might uh, – I think he wants to get in on, on this, too. Yeah, I'm, I'll question if anybody knows uh, before Robert gets. Uh, is Nashville talking about building a baseball park? Yes. Uh, they're not trying to do, play where the Titans no, play. They no, 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 no. They, they would have their own yeah. stadium. Uh, okay. It, okay, Robert, go ahead. Uh, Dave, uh, Dave Stewart is involved with the ownership group of the Nashville uh, people. So. Um, and Dave Dombrowski yeah. was, too, at one time. Yeah, well, D- Dave was going to stay there until he got offered the Phillies job. Right. So, yeah, but Dave Stewart is heavily involved with the Nashville people. So when when they do get a team, and I I think they eventually will. They, they're going to get one this time around, I think. Uh, he'll be a major part of the ownership group, uh, and he'll have a lot of say-so over the baseball operations and things like that. So, so you've got a John heard, Fisher update for us uh, today? Have you heard anything, uh, Robert? Robert, about Salt Lake? What do you know about that? Uh, I mean, um. Fisher is negotiating with Salt Lake if Sacramento doesn't. Uh, they want to play in Sacramento so they can continue to get their TV money because right. that contract runs until 2034. Wow. And last year, last year they made 67 million dollars just off games being on the TV. Uh, and if they if they're in Sacramento or the Bay Area, they can still get paid for that. If they go to Salt Lake, that money goes away. Well, they have now, to start over. They have to try to yeah. see what they can now, get. Now, there. Robert, but, what I read yesterday about that was, it, and this was and, said, the most likely scenario at this point is they will extend their lease with the Coliseum and share it with the two soccer teams. Well, that appears uh, that appears to be the leader in the clubhouse right now. The problem with that, though, the city of Oakland wants the A's to leave all the A's uh, name behind so they can get a new team in Oakland to call them the A's. And oh, the they want to do and the like the Browns, already, yeah. And the commissioner's already said, we're not going to have that. No. I think with Oakland, yeah. Chris, if they lose their team, in the way that they're losing their team, I don't believe there's a team coming that's coming back no. there. No, and the thing is, it's one thing. And the Browns was kind of a, you know, that you everybody felt bad for 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 Cleveland they did. when that happened. Absolutely. And you know, so that this is not, you know, I mean, and I'm not saying it's been the A's fans' fault. It really hasn't. It, it's been this owner. I get that, and all that. But uh, you know, it's just the idea of, you know, this franchise has been the Athletics in various places for 125 years. And come on, you you can't mess with that. That's ridiculous. You know, well, speaking of the A's, and uh, if Robert wants to comment, Chris Carey, the, the let's see, great-grandson of Harry, the, the grandson of Skip, and the son of Chip Carey, who's, of course, still around with the St. Louis Cardinals, is uh, going to be on Oakland Games uh, with uh, Jen Kavner is going to be the main announcer. And uh, let's see, I think it says that uh, Carey... Uh, you know, and I ran down his whole lineage there. Fifth, fourth generation announcer. I think the best we've ever done with baseball is uh, two uh, not seen before in MLB. Kabner will do about 95 games, and Carrier will do about 65 games. And I guess he did uh, Dallas Braden, the color man, will still uh, do the color with either of them. Chris is only 24, and he did, ra- uh, you know, the radio crew is going to stay the same. But I would um, wonder, he- Robert, why yeah. would the A's do that? Because I, do the A's pay their broadcasters? I, I don't know how that works, but I know the radio crew is going to stay the same. Uh, Ken Korak, Ben Tronio, and Johnny Dosko, they're yep. going to be the three on the radio. Uh, and Jenny Kavnar is 41. Chris Carey is 24. Uh, and like, I, like you said, 95 for Jenny, 65 for Chris. And Dallas will be the main. Uh, Dallas Braden will be the main color person. Uh, I don't know how that how that's worked out with NBC because remember, Giants own 
the out the TV outlet were the A's broadcast from, and the Giants are are uh, you know they they they're responsible. Uh, they're one of the main owners, so they're responsible. So they're trying to encourage the A's to get the heck out of the base, so they don't have to pay them any of that TV now, money. Now, because my question there was if. The A's pay their announce, and right. you said you don't know that they do how it works. But I don't know if they, if they did, why wouldn't you just have the two radio guys do some of the TV stuff if that's what you want to do? That would be cheaper, and we know John Fisher is cheap. Well, apparently the radio guys do not want to do TV. They did not like doing TV last year. Uh, both Vince Catrono and Johnny Dosco did not like doing TV. They, they, they said that well, we're strictly radio people. That's what we want to do. So that's why they hired uh, people. Okay. By the way, speaking of, of uh, Bay Area stuff, Glenn Kuyper will be working for the Giants at least during spring training. So for those of you that thought I was crazy about saying that Glenn is, is going to eventually wind up with the Giants, well, apparently I was right because <laughs> apparently during spring training he's going to be working games. So, now that was Dwayne. Now the other day it was Dwayne on there, wasn't it? Was that Dwayne yes. that was doing the game with uh, John Miller? Yep. I heard. Okay. Let's, I don't know Glenn's uh, Chris, voice as well. I know they're similar. Yep. Let's uh, talk to David USF. He's joining us now. Hey, David, how are you? All right. Hey. Hey, hey. Uh, we don't talk about soccer much, but I want to bring up soccer. Um, sure. The 2024 MLS season is underway. Uh, it began actually began with one match last Wednesday. A bunch of matches on Saturday and three on Sunday. Uh, the Columbus Crew are the defending MLS champions, and for the first time since 2016, there will be no expansion team. However, next year, uh, the uh, San Diego FC will join the league, bringing uh, the league to 30 teams. Uh, when the MLS uh, debuted 28 years ago in 1996, there were 10 teams. Mm -hmm. So they expanded greatly uh, in a short amount of time. So uh, that's okay. all I got. Thought I'd call in today. Very no good. problem, David. That's good. Cody Singa strained a uh, capsule muscle in his shoulder, and he's uh, he will start on uh, the IL, and he's going to be out for an unlimited amount of time. Uh, he pitches for the Mets. So I don't know uh, if there's been any other major injuries. He, I haven't heard about it. Well, he had one of those uh, injections and uh -huh. has been shut down for quite a while. Sadly, these things normally, well, we know how they end up normally. So let's hope yeah. not. But that's how, you know, we know how they normally go. But, no, I've not uh, heard of any other major injuries yet. There will be no. some, and we'll cover them as they happen. I'm sure they will. Pirates and Mitch Keller agreed to a uh, five-year, $77 million deal, uh, an extension for Mitch Keller from the Pirates. Miami infielder uh, Mitch, Tim. Mitch, the uh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa native. Oh, of course. Miami infielder Tim Anderson, the one year for $5.5 million. Is that the uh, our friend Tim Anderson, formerly of the White Sox? It is, yes. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. Well, we'll see how he does then with the change of scenery. Had a little trouble in Chicago from time to time. Um, former White Sox, uh, Cody, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry, Cody Bellinger, three for 80 with the Cubs. They finally did it. I mean, I'm waiting. You've been waiting for Cody Bellinger. I'm waiting for Jordan Montgomery. At least you got what you wanted, Perry. And, you know, I have read a couple of articles, Chris, that, it, that uh, possibly Montgomery might be willing to take one of these deals like Bellinger did. So if he does, that might you may see then the Red Sox and that team called the Cubs get involved with him if you think short-term deal. Well, the thing is, that I think the Red Sox had a Zoom meeting, for what it's worth, they had a Zoom meeting with, with um, Montgomery's people yesterday, so I don't know what that means. You know, maybe they're, at least they're talking at that point. Well, and, and I mean, we know what, uh, the, the, what's the infielder, Chris, what the Red Sox said last week. Uh, oh, Rafi Devers, yeah. Yeah, we know about that. that. Yeah, and actually it was toned down. He basically said, we need some help. This team gave us the idea that they were, you know, they said, what do you think of the off season?" He said, well, we this team needs a lot of help. And I think they kind of toned it down. I don't remember the exact phrasing he used, but the Spanish translator who works for the Red Sox toned down what he said. He did the interview right. thing and answered in Spanish. They toned it down. That was the conclusion of people who have listened to it, who know Spanish, that he said more than that, so that he couldn't discuss it. That's kind of what, he, what the Spanish translator said, but basically we need a lot of help is what he really said. So there you go. But this Bellinger thing is kind of a – they've got opt-outs on both sides, I think, uh, for Bellinger. Yeah, 30 and, a, 30 and an opt-out this year, 30 and an opt-out next year, and then it would go to 20 in the year three. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, so and as again, I, we just talked about Rafi and the what he said. The interesting part about that for Cubs fans out there is that this likely means – and he probably was going to anyway. This likely means Pete Crow Armstrong, who is supposed to be a, a stud in center field, 
is probably going to start the year at Iowa. Okay. And the other thing that Perry alluded to, and this is a good move for the Orioles. The Orioles have straightened things out. I mean, we've been yelling at the Orioles on this program uh, for, for our first three or four years of existence. You never spend. They never, you know, they screwed. And even last year at the trade deadline, they didn't do anything. And, you know, they got knocked out in the first round. Well, would they have picked up somebody to help them? We don't know. But they have gone out and they got uh, Corbin Burns the other day. And, uh, you know, that that was a, a potential ace. And now they've gone and made their major league, made their crew on, on radio now begin to sound like a major league crew. Their crew, frankly, sounded like, I mean, they had a woman on there who was okay. Right. They had a guy on there who was okay. I'm not sure if Chris Brown got on the radio very much, but nobody really grabbed my socks. But they've brought the in only, the only The only time Kevin Brown was on radio, Chris, is if there was no TV. Right. So they brought in now, however, um, uh, Ben Wagner from the Blue Jays, and he's join, uh, joining the Baltimore broadcast, hopefully uh, radio. I assume it's going to be radio. Um, he, may do so, he may do a little bit of both because uh, Kevin Brown does do some ESPN stuff, and if he wants to do an ESPN baseball, yeah. they may allow him to do that. And Ben Schulman is going to do the radio, who's the son of Dan Schulman. So Dan will be on TV, and Ben will be on the radio. And I don't know if anybody's heard him yet or if he's good, but he's probably okay. He did but. some games last year. Um, remember last year when you were when we were this, uh, the lady that the Blue Jays had doing analyzing? It was that's who the play-by-play was at that time was okay. Ben Schulman. So he, all right, I've heard and him a little bit. bit. They're still not traveling. They and the Angels still not nope. traveling. So whatever. But uh, Ben Ben Wagner, of course, and it's good because he's he knows the division. He's been doing these teams, you know, seeing the Red Sox, Yankees, and Rays and Jays, of course. So he'll be he'll be good. That's going to work out fine yep. for them. And they'll make their games worth listening to. They're going to be good, so they're they're worth listening to that way. But when you were choosing announcing crews, you weren't necessarily choosing the Orioles. The Cardinals signed shortstop Brandon Crawford for one year. And uh, they didn't sign him for his hitting. He hit 194, and uh, I guess he was with the Giants last year, if I remember. Yeah, most people thought that he had kind of hit the end of the road, so I think the Cardinals are hoping they can figure something out with him, but we'll see. And, and the Dodgers signed an extension for Kiki Hernandez one year for $4 million. So that's uh, it for him, and that's it for baseball that I had. Let me... Uh, I'm going to bring on Robert here in just a second, but while I do that, let's bring on Bill for just a minute. Bill, have you listened to any spring training games yet? Yes, I have. Have you enjoyed them? <laughs> well, pretty much the Reds lost yesterday, but pretty much. But they've had some issues with audio going up and down and switching from station to station. You never know if they're going to be on 700 or 1360 or 1530. They bounce around a lot so they'd rather and that's probably spring training i imagine but yeah yeah yeah, they'll be back on wlw but they they've got enough iHearts to choose from bill they could do it every day for a while yeah they could yeah but they were on wlw the other day that's right yeah so they were on wlw the other day the red sox were over and i listened to them for a little while and then you know cowboy and tom tommy there and then I, I went over and listened to the giants for a while so that was kind of fun and so uh good to yeah, hear uh, like, like i say we're gonna bring in, i'm gonna bring in robert here in one sec last friday the cubs and the white Sox were on the score and uh alex cohen our announcer did play-by-play for that game for score oh robert go ahead uh speaking of the giants uh yeah pair uh, Brandon Crawford is normally a good hitter, but last year was the first year that he'd ever spent any time on the injured list. And he was on he was on the injured list three times last year, so that's why his batting average was so low. And the Giants had made the decision not to bring him back. And of course, the Giants have been the only team he's ever played for. Right. Yeah. He, he was on he was on all the World Series teams, and uh, you know, uh, so Giants fans are upset that he's going to be putting on another uniform. But the reason why the Cardinals brought him in. Apparently, they have a 21-year-old shortstop. Mason Wynn, correct. Yeah, that they want him to uh, mentor. So uh, he may start the season as a at, at starting shortstop, but he's brought in for his mentorship and to teach the uh, the, uh, the younger shortstop. That's why. And, and from what I've heard, from what I've heard, Robert, he's very good at doing that. Yes, and of course he's the brother-in-law of uh, of Garrett Cole, uh, and so a lot of people thought he would wind up going to the Yankees to play with his brother-in-law, but he wound up in St. Louis instead. So, and, right. oh, well, hey, the Giants fans can't be mad; they got Pablo back. Come on, come on, what do they want? Everything. Well, we'll see if he makes it. <laughs> yeah, 
I don't have much hope. He didn't do much here. No. Okay. All right. On to college sports. The the Southland Conference suspended uh, the people for the fight between uh, Texas A&M Commerce and and uh, Incarnate Word. Uh, five players were suspended altogether. Four from each team. Uh, no, that's not. Eight players were suspended. Eight four players. from each team. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you know they different uh, numbers of games and so forth and all that. Okay. Then we have. The big story we talked about this week, and we're going to get to the other big stories, but Eli Gold was let go by Alabama as their announcer after 35 years. Now, he has been battling cancer the last year or two. He, I may have only done the home games. I only heard him do the Auburn game, but he might have done some others. I don't know. He, he, they, they are, he, he is, is maintaining that he is healthy, and they are maintaining that his performance fell off. I didn't see it in my listening to the second nor, half nor of the Auburn I. game. I, I thought I it was didn't fine. Either. And he is now going to be doing the Nashville Cats, the uh, arena football team. I didn't even know there was a Nashville Cats. I guess they've had incarnations like three different times. But they um, are going to have him do the radio play-by-play. And he is a former voice of, of arena football on NBC, et cetera, back in the day. So. And, and one, thing, is, one thing, hold on, sir. One thing that Eli Gold did say, and this is obviously very professional of him, he said, don't, for fans, do not take this out on Chris Stewart. This is not his right. fault. Right. So, he, I mean, he would be stupid. No, I don't want to do football. That would be pretty stupid. Go ahead, Sean. I mean, yeah, because, uh, I mean, it's not – Chris Stewart, he did a good job. He did a yeah. good job when I heard of him. But what I'm wondering, he's doing arena football, Eli is. I wonder if it would be smart for Westwood One or Compass Media to maybe pick him up because Compass Media needs some just decent announcers, yes, they do. believe me. They, they do. need some they decent announcers. <laughs> no, yeah. The Big, okay, Ten, the Big so, Ten basketball fans will find that out in two weeks. Yes, you will. All right. So it looks like the playoffs are going to expand for college football. They just had signed the deal with the uh, for the 12-team playoff, but it could go to 14 or 16 teams, and then there would be more games, so there'd be a, a negotiation. And I think everybody knew that this was going to happen. People have been talked about. It's going to be 12 for, what, the next two years, Sean, right? Yeah. Well, it, they're not, they haven't announced that they're going to expand. They're investigating it. Now, here's my problem. Here's when they, problem when they say that. they're investigating something, to me, Sean, that tells me they're <laughs> yeah. going to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. But I'm, be, I'm being clear. I'm yeah, getting no, the league. Right. Getting the league. We, yeah, we don't, we don't want the legend suit. No, Bill, I mean, you know, Bill's paying us big bucks. We want to keep that here, you know. So, anyway, <laughs> you know, all right, my thing on this, let it go through a few cycles at 12. ESPN just already announced the $1.3 billion deal to go through 2031, and now ESPN is going, wait a minute, guys, we just agreed to this, and now you're trying to redo something on us. Hold on, let's re, you know, ESPN's even rethinking because, you know, what's up here? You're going to go to 14, you're going to go to 16, and would it be five and not, would it still be the five, uh, con, you know, automatic conference bids and nine? Would it be six and ten, seven and nine? How, well, you know, that's the whole thing. From what I was reading, it sounds like the two people that are advocating for more teams even than what they have, and this won't shock you in any way, would be Greg Sankey of the SEC and uh, Tony Batiti of the Big Ten because right. more of their teams are going to get in in that respect. They're the two that are meeting on this. They're the two heading up this investigative committee, as a matter of fact. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's not a shock. No. Yeah. But I, I agree. I would say go to the – do the 12. Let it – let it ride at Better least land. for a couple yeah. of years and see how it goes and, and then see. Yeah. What well, they, may, they may do the 12. I'm, I'm thinking that they'll let the 12 ride for the two years that, that we kind of know about. And then with the four, so the, you know, the four, the five uh, top qualifying conferences and see what happens. Speaking of conferences, I don't know if you guys heard, I, I don't know if I put it in. Yeah, I did. Um, that UMass is going to join the eight, uh, the uh, AC, uh, oh, I'm okay. The, um, Mid America, oh, uh, yeah, no, no, oh, Mid America is starting in the twenty-five season for all sports, so they're now leaving. Oh, for all sports, yes. Okay, so they're going to leave the A10 because they were playing a Mid America schedule when they first for like they a did. year or so for they football did. only. So I won them and Army both were, so they're going to go all sports now. I wonder if they're going to go get a another team to even it out. You know, like they maybe could. Army or somebody. Yeah, maybe Army that'd be good because Army's around and you got Buffalo in the East. So not that you're going yeah. that far. I mean, you go to Northern Illinois and Ball State and stuff. That's not you know that's not Mo- Ohio. Oh, by, Ohio. By the way, by the way, we Ohio, were yeah. discussing we were discussing last week the NCAA tournament and with the A10 and you know those kind of conferences. It sounds like in that conference this year, it's pretty much Dayton and everybody else. Yep. So yeah, 
they, they, the may only get, been, they may only get two or three this year. Yeah, that's what's been happening. The A-10 was getting four or five before, and now they've been dropping. And I don't know whether UMass is thinking of that. Of course, it's always football that drives the bus. I think the idea yeah. is they've been going to BYU. They've been going to get killed at Auburn or wherever. I mean, they've, they've Vanderbilt, whatever, all over the country. And, any, and independent. It'll be interesting to see if UConn uh, with football wants to do something because they, they're just wandering all over the country trying to find teams to play. Right now, right now, you. UConn, Army, and Notre Dame are the only independent, and Notre Dame has that five-game deal with the ACC because nobody's going to be able to get games. So UConn, UConn and Army have to go somewhere. Yeah, I would think they should. And maybe just for mm-hmm. football, UConn could come into the and, – and, and Army for everything maybe. Although Army – see, the thing about Army, and they're in that league they're with Navy Patriots. and everything with no scholarship. So they kind of like that. Yeah. So, you know, who, who knows what they want to do about that. So they may – maybe yeah. for football, uh, they might – UConn and the Army might want to come into the A-10. And maybe that's why UMass is doing it. But it did say uh, that uh, A-10 uh, – A-10, I keep doing that uh, – uh, Mid America, that they're going to do it for all sports starting in 25, 26. Uh, so EA Sports will uh, put in uh, 6.6 million for 1,100. What is it? 11,000 players. 11,000. Yeah, 11, to get uh, 600 bucks a piece, and then that would the players have to opt in. So otherwise, you just see their numbers. If they do that, you see their names. I guess that's the way they work. Yeah, and, that, like, and that'll be good. From what I understand, Sean, that'll be good. Especially for those players who, because as we all know, NIL is not equal. Um, no. That will be good for those players who are not really getting the big NIL well, deal. And like you talk about the MAC, it's going to include those players too. Let's say you Correct. want to put Central Michigan and their starting quarterback and 11,000 players. It's only A5 players per team. So some of your walk-ons, you know, some of them have walk-ons where they have over 100. So it's only, and that's the, that's basically the going rate what the NFL players get for Madden and what the NBA players and some of the others get, that $600. That's pretty much the going rate. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we had, and this is this is a topic that was getting a lot of play on, on Saturday night, and I hadn't heard about it, but I was going by CBS Sports and hearing about it, and there was another injury, and I hadn't even heard about the first one. Apparently, Caitlin Clark got hurt in a court-storming she, incident. She did, yeah. Basically what, basically what these people do, number one, now that we're selling alcohol at, at college games, and I'm not saying that I'm opposed to it, mm. but these people are storming the court. They have no clue where they're going, what they're doing. And in no. Caitlin Clark's case, th- this person just ran smack into her, I mean, head on. Mm-hmm. And uh, she wasn't hurt seriously. And Kyle Filipowski the other day, it sounds like he was not hurt seriously. But I think no. what it does, Chris, is it gets the bigger discussion going. Yes. What can you do about court, court storming? And well, probably the best thing to do, if you want to let the kids have their, you know, few minutes in the sun, is probably say, okay, allow, when the game ends, allow 30 seconds or a minute, something like that for the opposing team to leave the floor, then have at it. Yeah. Well, did you hear what John Shire said? Did you hear what John Shire said? John Shire basically said, he, he said that same thing, and he brought it up. He goes, we had court storming all the time. Like, they even had a stat. From 1996, I think, when he played and then he coached all the way through, up to 2022, the, you know, the Chef's career, Duke lost 80 road games. They had 58 court storming games. Mm-hmm. But he said they were given 10 seconds, and then that way the player could – I mean, this is partially on Wake Forest, too. You knew you were going to – you knew this was going to happen. You know, get these – I mean, you can't control several thousand people running out of stands, but you can get those Duke players off the court. Now, and the thing is, ESPN likes this. They like this in a lot of ways because it's happened at football games. Remember, wasn't there an LSU game a few years ago where yep. uh, they were playing and they stormed? Was it was it Mississippi State or who was it that they were playing? Uh, sure. And they got fined. They got fined. And oh, I think the well, SEC another is, one. I mean, and this one made big news. Remember the Ole Miss Tennessee game from a couple of years that's ago? That's what I'm thinking of. This wasn't court storming, but they were throwing things out of the fan mm-hmm. out of the stands. And the Ole Miss sideline reporter and Cole Kubelik, who works for ESPN, had to keep dodging bottles and things like that. And uh, I know I was listening, and uh, Richard Cross I remember saying, Richard Cross saying on his, on their broadcast, he said those bottles were cold. So he said, I know those weren't empty. 
<laughs> and usually, so, usually the court storming, usually the court storming happens, okay, when it's something, quote-unquote, meaningful. But, like, this was just a regular season, Wake Forest beating a conference foe, a rival, you know, at in Wake Forest. I mean, Wake Forest, decent. like, all right, watch tonight. You got Texas and Texas Tech playing two years ago, when te- and it's the last time Texas is going to Lubbock. So, but two years ago, when Texas hired Chris Beard, do you remember all that? They went to Lubbock. I don't remember much court storming, but I do remember. Before the game, after the game, because Craig Way talked about this, there were tech fans attacking the bus. They were, and police weren't really doing much. They, I mean, they basically. So you might want to watch tonight because this, and I'm not saying court storming, but this, they have a quote unquote more a reason, more of a reason why they were going to do it if they were. And I mean, Jay Billis is talking about, oh, we need to press charges, put it on, give it a criminal record. I'm going, how are you going to arrest? Several thousand people with several hundred, with about a hundred security guards. I well, mean, just in the case be, be prepared. Of, in the case of Filipowski, the the person who ran into him, and Pierre, I'm going to get you in one second. He said that was personal. That they they did that on purpose. Now, how? I mean, I haven't yeah. heard what what he said that problem was, but I'm guessing he meant the person sought him out specifically to run into. Pierre, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Last week, uh, LSU, uh, when they beat Kentucky, they all stormed the court, and it was a hundred thousand dollar fine. That's what I heard. Yeah, That's what well, I was thinking. The SEC had a hundred thousand dollar fine, yeah, for first offense. The yeah, SEC, the, the SEC, Pierre. Yeah, the SEC. One thing we know, Pierre, from being SEC fans, and Sean, you're going to learn this. The SEC will fine you. Now, it, it won't stop it, yeah. but it'll. And in football, it's two hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars. What what I heard it was in football and basketball and everything. It's a hundred thousand the first offense, two hundred fifty the second, and five hundred thousand for the third, and then it keeps going up. If, That's if what I heard. The, the thing that you have to do. There were in major league games. You guys might be too young to remember this, but in major league games there were stormings of fields, like when the Mets won the pennant, when the Red Sox won their game against Minnesota, and then ended up winning the pennant later that day. People went out on the field. And, of course, they've now got so many security people there, you can't do it. And they know when there's a big game that it's possible. So in, in any um, you know, basketball or you know, pro venue, it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And now you can theoretically get enough security there to, to prevent it in whatever venue you have. But on the other hand, I think it's become a bit of a rite of passage. Like, hey, remember the time we beat Duke? And, the, you know, they talk about it. And, you know, the we get on ESPN. The goalpost down, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. 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 But no, yeah, we get on ESPN. You can't prevent it. There's no way to prevent it. You'd have to have a security guard every five feet to stop. Well, whatever they do in the pros, but they used to do it. Remember, they used to do it, Pierre, in the pros. You can remember games in the late 60s and early 70s. They used to do it. What they need to probably do, though, Pierre, is find a way. I know you're not going to stop it. You're right. But find a way, folks, wait 10 seconds, 30 seconds, something to get those players off. Because remember, remember if. We'll say that Filipowski would have been seriously injured or Caitlin Clark was seriously injured. Remember, that does play a role in your seating if that player is out. Right, yeah. And they could press charges, too. Wait, wait till someone gets really legitimately hurt and they press charges. And, without, and I guarantee you, without Caitlin Clark, Iowa's probably a 11 seat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But we do have another okay. uh, big story, Chris, that we want to hit on, too. Yeah, you were talking about the NCAA, and uh, they're trying to go to Congress and get antitrust exemptions, of course. The only thing, thing entity that's got it is baseball. I think the NFL has talked to Congress before. I, I think this is a losing proposition, but I guess we've got two strange political bedfellows yeah. going on it, huh? Uh, yeah, Tuberville from, from Alabama and Sanders from Vermont are working on it, but they're having trouble getting anybody on either side to want to agree to things. Yeah. But the bigger yeah, story totally even big. than that, a bigger story even than Charlie, that, Baker. Charlie Baker said this weekend, and he said there may be an announcement before the end of this year's tournament. They want to expand the NCAA tournament from 68 to 96 teams yeah. because they want to give teams more access to the tournament. Well, Jay Billis is right. If you win your game, you're going to get access to the tournament. But you know what this is. In all honesty, 
they're expanding because of gambling and money. money. That's what it is. Right, gambling money because because they have a they have a long they, that TV deal with Turner and CBS goes right now goes through what twenty thirty four. It's a long deal. They just added on to it a few years ago because they it originally was a fourteen year deal and then they just added ten more years. So they got a while on that, but this that whole thing because. And if they were gonna, if they were gonna eliminate the NIT, because they own the NIT now, if they but were gonna eliminate the NIT, okay, he did not say that is part of the issue. They're not eliminating the NIT. Yeah, that's that's my whole point. They're not eliminating. So you're gonna have 96 get in on the NCA tournament, and then the, still the 32 that get in on the NIT, then all these other pay-for-play tournaments that they have. Okay, yep. we got 357. Uh, Division One school, something like that, playing basketball, and you're going to have 160 of them in postseason play. And then now the women, they just now got the play-in games. Good, they're up to 68. All of a sudden, we're going to get, and, and they're going to say, I'm "Wait sure a minute, they do Title that for the we women." And nowadays, if they if they're going to do it for the men, they'll do it for the women. They, Title they Nine. Yep. Now the Title interesting nine. thing, though, if they were going to expand like that, you're probably then going to have game all day and all night. Tuesday and Wednesday. Now, I mean, personal. I don't agree with expanding the tournament. What I probably, what I, being a baseball fan or basketball fan as I am, would I watch it? Yeah, I'd probably watch it. But you have game. Could you just see though? I mean, on a humorous note, could you see those young and the restless fans if they were taken off for four days oh, in a row and not just? Oh, oh, what I heard, what I heard may happen. Uh-huh. Oh. Anyway, what I heard, what I, oh, Jenny, uh, did you want to say something on this, Jenny? I know, I'm just laughing about the younger and restless fans. What I heard, oh, and you, and you know, the thing, the thing is, I know somebody who watches, not not my wife, but I know somebody I who watches, watches the young and the restless religiously, and every year, i oh, taking my show off of that darn basketball time. Oh, we know, we knew who somebody who, who got mad when uh, we went to war and they took it off. We know somebody yeah. that said that, too, so, oh, you know, well, that's... I, yeah, what I heard may happen is they may go like Thursday, Friday for the 9 through 24, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday, Tuesday at night for some of those, you know, the, the round of 32. And then they'd come back with like Saturday, Monday, Sunday, Tuesday, and then they'd come back with Final Four Saturday, Monday or oh. something like that. But I don't know. They He's still talking. I don't know. I'm sure will Turner and CBS because Turner already has their deal with the NBA coming up, and they kind of control it. Do they want to add more onto the tournament now and get longer into the deal and the CBS? Uh, you know that that's going to be a big part of it, right? Maybe well, maybe it doesn't bother the sighted yeah. people, but the only thing I don't like about watching the NCAA tournaments on TV is they jump from game to game. Well, They're not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. They used no. to, but not anymore because every game has its own channel. So yeah. now, now they don't do it. Boy, and you know that's an interesting one too. Remember back when they did that and they jumped from game to game. Oh, I would yeah. have people. I would have people. I mean, literally passing out. Greg Gumbel for interrupting their game. It's like, um, people. It's really not him. It's a producer telling him what to do. But they must have thought he had. They must have thought he had uh, power to do that. Yeah, but yeah, Jenny, in 2011, they went to, like I said, uh, they have CBS, TBS, TNT, and True TV. So you're watching your game on TV. It's going to be on one of those four channels now. It's been that way. Yeah, that's why Turner got in the mix. CBS could have done it before because they had yeah, Viacom channels. They stick with they one building, so I think, don't they, pretty much so? Uh, True TV has building X and True, uh, uh, CBS has building yeah. Y during the day. So did you know that the buildings yeah. that are in Boston or a certain place, the buildings that yeah. are in Atlanta or somewhere else, whatever? The, beaut- the beautiful yeah. thing, though, for us is with your A device and your tune-in and whatever, we can now listen to every game we want with a radio play-by-play for nothing. We can't. And yeah. that's always yep. good. Yeah, and you'll get you'll get your Westwood One the whip around coverage on the regular Westwood One skill, yep. and then now if you do it like you did last year, the four individual sites were on tune in live, just like you did on Sirius XM, yep. the same way, and the Varsity Network and all that tie-in. So. Mm-hmm. That's right. We got about okay, we, forty seconds left. All right, let me do uh, let me do Steve two th- let me do two things on the NBA. We had a uh, you know we got a battle for play-in spot, and we got uh, Trey uh, Trey Young for the Hawks. He's going to be out at least four weeks with a torn ligament in his finger, and that's big for them. They're battling yep. to try to get into the playoffs. They'll evaluate him after the uh, uh, after the player after the uh, four weeks and see what happened. He had surgery. Golden State signed Steve Kerr to a two-year 
the extension from 24, 25, 25, 26 for 35 million for uh, you know 17.5 each year, and it's just he just won his 500th game for Golden State just before the All Star game, and uh, Victor Wimbanyama got a five for five, and I had never heard of this deal, but he got let's see what did he get? Uh, he got five well at least more than five points, 27 points, 10 rebounds, eight assists, five steals, and five blocks. I never knew this was even a thing, but he he got uh, you know in five or more in every category that you can have basically. So and, and Sean, quick quickly, we have, if you hit, could, if you, we have hit the time okay, limit, you can. so we'll, we'll we will come back. Later. Yep. yep, we'll come back next week. Book talk is coming right up. Recording stop.